live via Skype. It's the DBNJ Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Turnbuckle Jim, and with me, the Mo to my Mabel. Oh, wow. Men on a mission. Terrible. It's Fast Count, Brian, and welcome to a special Thursday edition. Yeah, Thursday, because Tuesday and Thursday were taken by the man. Hey, it's just like Thursday Raw Thursday. It's Thursday, Podcast Thursday. Podcast Thursday. Um, doing it two days later because we love you guys so much. Oh, my God, yeah. All right, so in the show, we're going to do our Raw Thoughts, which uh, a couple days later is actually less Raw than it would be on a Tuesday. Uh, our retrospective of, oh, goodness, Fully Loaded 1998, is that right? That is correct. Okay, good. I got our pay-per-view right. And our top five, I guess, worst long-term workers of all time. Man, I mean, those people that have got, got a paycheck. They got paychecks more than, than they deserve, so we're, we're calling them out. Um, may, may I ask something before we kick in the raw? All right, what do you got, man? Did you see where they said that SmackDown is moving back to Thursdays? I did see that. That's interesting. I mean, would you actually watch it? No, <laughs> I still won't watch it. Um, but I wonder what they're going to do with NXT, because that's when uh, th- uh, NXT airs on the WWE Network only. $9.99. Oh, I know it's free this month. Sorry. That's right, it's free. That's correct. Like, so it's free for people who sign up, but if you're already paying you're for it. You're subscribing for it. No, we'll take your $10. Missing Man will we'll turn that into pennies and swim in it in the, in the kiddie pool. Scrooge McDuck, which actually reminds me, I'm playing DuckTales now on the PlayStation. Anywho, so Raw. Raw. Um... Thoughts? Well, I'm a little disappointed with the whole Rusev uh, Sheamus match being on the network. Yeah, and that. I, if you ask me, I think that was really poorly placed. Um, having a match after Raw and then hyping up, and it would only be in the network. Uh, so the fact that they, they did change the belt. Spoiler alert. Um, so yeah, I was not too happy about that, but um, the match itself I thought was pretty good. Um, but overall, I, I liked Raw it, it just being itself. I thought it was pretty good. I think the uh, the whole first of all, this man coming in, uh, giving a stipulation to the five on five team Cena versus Team Authority, so that it really matters now. Yeah. Um, and then doing a uh, and then of course you know Brandy Orton being the linchpin with the guy we have to get even though he's like lost his two big uh, matches on pay per view recently. Um, and then of course Randy Orton teasing the face turn and then getting his butt kicked by Seth Rollins and company. Man, like I don't know what this is leading to, I, which I guess is a good thing considering. Do you remember last time they've mentioned the WWE title on Raw? Oh, goodness. Uh, I think that Paul Heyman was showing up at some point, but, yeah, it was pretty – it was a long time ago. They really need to bring that belt back in soon. Um, I liked it at first. Like, hey, it's something that's going to be, like, you know, so big, you only can bring it on pay-per-view. But now it's just annoying. Yeah, and I wonder what this is leading to with Vince. I mean – I mean, is there going to be some kind of power struggle, or is it just going to be it's like something cheesy? Because if you think about it, like whoever's going to be on Cena's team, the majority of them, including Cena himself, could turn heel. Yeah, that's true. A whole like heel face swap would be interesting. Um, I think that the reason that they probably moved the Rusev the Sheamus match to after Raw is because they do want to put Rusev on Team uh, Authority, um, at least to give him that much more heel heat. And they already kind of put that little uh, nugget out there that they might want there. They're trying to get Rusev on the team. Uh, another interesting choice, I think, would be actually to get Brock Lesnar and put him on Team Authority. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that would be really good. It's just it would you would kind of want to hype that up and I don't think they're even close to hinting about that yeah well they're they're, they're booking like week to week at this point so uh, I don't know what they're planning on doing but I mean look at the three guys that would be on Cena's team now you can see Cena turning to the authority yeah you can see Ziggler turning because of you know what Triple H said to him into the ring you know about making the right choice and you know if Cena if, the, if your team wins Cena gets the credit if your team loses Cena doesn't take the blame yeah, sounds, sounds like LeBron James to me, but <laughs> um, sorry, it's more hatred there. But no, um, and then like you can see him turn, and then you can see Randy Orton just you know pulling the switcheroo and be like, you know, gotcha. I didn't want to get away from the authority and just make him look like a bigger you know bitch, honestly. Yeah. So I'm out of the other two guys be maybe like the Usos or something. I have no idea. 
Yeah, um, definitely look uh, interesting to see what they're going to do with between the Usos, between um, uh, maybe having Goldust or Stardust in there. Um, who knows? I mean, at this point, the, the definitely until they start putting singles matches in for Survivor Series, we're only guessing at this point. Yeah, I mean, is, there's nothing confirmed but this one match, right? Now. Yeah, and they've even confirmed who's in the match too. So the whole card is up in the air. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, as of now, we all we only have the obvious ones of what Cena and Ziggler, and then what Kane and Seth Rollins. Uh, yeah, pretty much at this point, and I think also Triple H probably will be a, a easy person to add a team authority to. Well, I mean, if he's that, con- that's a good idea. That's just if he's that concerned about losing power. Oh, uh, well, I, I did like his whole line to Randy Orton where he says, you know, uh, if I burn, you burn, we're all g- going down together. Um, I think I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what he said, and that definitely honed in the point that this is like he has to win right now. Yeah, and that was another thing, like. <sighs> With all these curve stomps and everything that's going, plus, first of all, the blood that Orton had was a little, I was very surprised about that. Considering yeah. what when Cesaro had his match with uh, yeah, was was it Dean Ambrose that yeah. like they, they stitched him up during the commercial break because he was bleeding during the match, like, and then just Orton just starts gushing because of freaking getting his ass whooped by everybody. But okay, I have a problem here, like. Well, two things. One, the one thing I like is that this pretty much solidifies Seth Rollins as the number one heel in the company, despite Lesnar having the belt. Oh yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Les, like Rollins is the number one hated guy right now. With the, you sold out chance and everything like that. Yeah, he's definitely got the best heel heel push this entire year. And but the other problem is, okay, so you know Orton breaks away from the authority because he's pretty much, you know, relegated to tool status, but do you, I mean, you could, like, you know, get behind it, but then you're, you're caught realizing that you're cheering for Orton again. <laughs> like, and he's getting another face push again where somebody else could be getting that spot. So True. I don't, yeah. I'm a little disappointed with that. Yeah. Uh, if anything, they're, they're, they nearly need to build up their, their new stars um, and less with Randy Orton. But the Randy Orton still has a lot in the tank, too, so you can't discount him. No, uh, no, no, not at all. And, and one other thing that gets me is this whole thing with that uh, Bray Wyatt has some kind of secret like uh, that, like, you know, Dean Ambrose made her cry or something. Like, is, is, is he trying to say something like that Dean Ambrose is, you know, somehow part of the Sister Abigail thing or something? I don't know. That that whole... That, that feud is really not turning out to be what I hoped it would be. Um, and I'm actually being let down right now. Well, because they haven't actually, like, you know, got it on yet. Or the fact that Harper and Rowan haven't been spotted either. Uh, yeah, Harper and Rowan, like, whatever they're doing with them is just, like, not making any sense. They really need to bring them back um, and, and do something with them. But right now, I'm just really kind of wondering why they would ruin the biggest main event they've had in a while. And um, and throwing in this this feud with with Ambrose and and Bray Wyatt, and it's just not clicking. If you ask me, like they're they're just not interacting with each other. Well, I mean, it, they could end up on like the Cena Authority teams, or it just builds up to keep Ambrose busy till the Rumble, which you know he could win. You said yeah. it's possible. That is possible. Uh, Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins for the belt at WrestleMania. Uh, goodness, what are we up to? Thirty-one yeah. would be huge. That would be, honest to God, the best match they could play put off. Well, you can't tell me they wouldn't throw a Roman Reigns in there, and make it a Shield triple threat. Oh, if they did that, I, I swear to goodness, I am subscribing for life. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything else on Raw that really mattered. I mean... Uh, not much to me, if you ask, well, if you ask me. Henry beating up Big Show is like, you know, how many times have you seen that done? Like, why is why are they doing this? Yeah, and why are they throwing the match on, like, on free TV as opposed to building up to the pay-per-view, too? Just uh, doesn't make any sense. I'd like Big Show's uh, promo that he gave about, like, he betrayed me so hard. Um, but other than that, really, yeah, it's been quite a waste. Well, the thing that... The, 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 thing that gets him is like so you could see you know them building up Henry just so he could join the authorities team just so he could be the first one eliminated ooh there could be that yeah I mean somebody's gotta be fodder right um but my god anything else that was worth a damn like okay Cesaro keeps getting jobbed out like what the hell yeah um they really need to figure out what they want to do with Cesaro I mean considering that they gave him a huge push after Wrestlemania and just didn't do anything afterwards 
very disappointed. Now, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Gold and Stardust fighting Los Matadores now? I don't know. My Spanish is not so good. And honestly, anytime those Matadors show on Spend TV, kind of turn the channel. No, not gonna lie. Okay, here's another thing. When did I. I don't know when this happened. I must have missed it, but when did they make Nikki Bell the number one contender for the title? I have no idea. Maybe when she beats somebody else that I missed. Maybe when I watched. Smack, if I watched SmackDown, I would figure that out. I mean, uh, have yeah. Seen, have you seen the scenes to her and, and Brie? Like, are they actually. I don't know if it's. Uh, kind of lukewarm or weak sauce like I thought you know for somebody being your assistant and you want to treat him like crap he's not really doing as much as I would expect yeah um you kind of think that should be more mean and more vicious but not really so yeah good good call there very disappointed by that lame and, and you know for turning on Brie and helping Stephanie win you've never seen her come out with the authority so what the hell is she doing Obviously, she's not as part of the authority. I think they say that one woman is good enough for them, not uh, Nikki Bella. And the thing is, too, like, the one thing that really takes me off about Nikki Bella mm-hmm. is that they're showing stuff like Vine or Twitter with her and John Cena, who is obviously the biggest face in the company. Um, and they're putting them together. That That's just not helping me seeing her as a heel. Actually, it, it, it does for me. Well, you, think, you it does, but for me... Well, no, like, how, you know how many people boo him? And then if you look at him... And then you look at her, you can, eat, you can make the argument that she has her position because of him. Oh, yeah. You know, just like, you know, why did Brie come out doing all the yes chance? Just to, you know, to steal whatever, you know, Thunder Daniel Bryan still has. Right, but they're not connecting Nikki with, uh, with John Cena on TV, so. I mean, they should. Like, if he turns heel, play the hell out of that. Oh, obviously, yes. You definitely want to use that to all your advantage. Oh my God. Make, make it like you know Stephanie and Triple H when they did the McMahon and Helmsley thing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's hard, I'm sorry. Is there anything else going on wrong? Um, nah, that's all I can think of, really. I mean, there was some other stuff, um, but nothing too exciting. Um, no. Let me ask you something. You know, or, it's not just the fact that the match was on the network. Don't you think they should have built it up? Oh yeah, you knew Sheamus was going to lose to Rusev, but it's just like they just hot shotted the belt on him, and I'm worried that that they do it's just like with everyone else. They put the belt on a guy, and they just loses the steam like immediately. Yeah, they really need to have Rusev out there defending the belt like 24/7, and just make it to be a big show that he's the United States champion, and he hates everything the belt stands for. So, even more patriotic heat coming at him. Do you remember? I mean, they might change the belt and give him a Russian belt. Ooh. Be like That'd Lance be... Storm turning into a Canadian belt? Or, I mean, I'll just think more like like Cena when he won the belt made this little spinner crap. Oh, spinner. I'm not saying he needs a spinner Russian belt, but. Um, a spinner. But here's what they could do with him. You know, you remember when, like, Rodney Mack had the White Boy Challenge? Yeah. They could do that with Rusev, just have, like, the American Challenge. Like, he only defends the title against Americans. And then, like, eventually somebody's going to come out and beat him, but we don't know who that is yet. Who could it be? Oh, we don't know. He's probably born in America. Man, you know, it should be Swagger because he's winning matches. He's over with the crowd. They just don't do anything with him. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Swagger. They gave him that awesome push really quickly, and then it just he lost it to Rusev. It's a Rusev freaking, uh, I don't know what to even call it these days. He still hasn't had that quality. I mean, you could call Sheamus his quality opponent, but I don't think he's had that signature match where you're like, I love Rusev. Yeah, he looked great against uh, Sheamus, and Sheamus could definitely go against him, so he definitely he needed somebody who makes him look vulnerable, like he could be beaten. Um, Jack Swagger, occasionally he looked like that, but yeah, um, definitely it was, it was very, very um, lame, so... Well, I mean, I guess it's a good thing they have two belts, like Intercontinental and U.S. titles, because if you got Lesnar, who they booked as unbeatable, and you have Rusev, who's booked as unbeatable, it kind of takes away from, like, you know, the suspense of a title match. 
Yeah, well, we'll have to see. I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of stuff going on in terms of the belts, um, except for, the, of course, the main title. So, like, once it gets yeah. to WrestleMania season, I think it's going to be all out. What they should do is have it, like, instead of like, maybe the U.S. thing, they have, like, Rusev rules matches, like Ravens rules. Or, like, you know, before the match, they do, like, the Rocky Ford montage. (laughs) You must work out in the snow, even if it's the middle of July. Sorry, I'm good, I'm good. If he Uh, dies, he dies. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, did. so overall, what would you give Raw? Uh, B minus. B minus, really? Um, not overly impressed. Not overly impressed. I'm actually going to give a grade higher to an A minus. Oh, oh. Because yeah. of what's going on with the authority, the ending I thought was was great, um, and um, yeah, I think overall it was pretty pretty decent. Well, I mean, the only thing that'll make it better, like, so if Vince just sits up for five minutes and leaves, like, he shouldn't be a more of an on-TV presence to make this seem a little bit more important to me. You know, I feel like Vince needs to be there a lot more than he is. Yeah, I agree with you that way, but also, did you look at Vince? He didn't seem to be up to his old, youngish self that he used to be. His hair's back, though. Yeah, good for that. But, yeah, I don't. I think that showing for five minutes and leaving this definitely made everything seem a little more awkward than it should have been. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, ready to move on to our retrospective uh, pay-per-view, unless you have some uh, trivia for me? I, I do. Um, this one's going to be a little difficult. I mean, I don't... I'm not sure you'll get this one, but okay. Um, you're aware of the Carolina Panthers football team, obviously. Yes. Um, they were an expansion team, came in like '96 or so. Mm-hmm. There was a former WCW wrestler who was the first ever person cut from the Carolina Panthers. Well, uh, Bill Goldberg. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew that for a while actually. You did? Yeah. Okay. That, that, all right, fine. Let's see. Um, there's also a former WCW wrestler who was Eric Bischoff's son's karate teacher. Uh, I'm going to go with – oh, man. Okay. There's two ways I can go here, but I'm going to go with Ray the Cat Miller. Ray? You mean Ernest the Cat Miller? Ernest the Cat Miller. I don't want to say right Ray the Mid. Yes, Ernest the Cat Miller. That is also correct. I mean, I, I, if you had gone Glacier, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that, that would have made sense to me. And uh, on a completely different subject, let's see, um, do you do you know how much money Vince McMahon lost because of the XFL? Oh, man, XFL. Um, I'm going to have to go conservative here. Uh-huh. $25 million. That's conservative. <laughs> That's conservative for me because original was like a hundred million. But okay, let me let me because let me rephrase my or re re answer that question with five million. It was actually thirty. Thirty million. Well, I was close the first time. No, if you had your twenty-five and five. Yeah. Um. Now here's not a trivia question, but something interesting you want to you might think is a little you know obviously interesting. But um, did you know that Paul Heyman is the same age as Shawn Michaels? I believe that. Shawn Michaels uh, hasn't been on TV for a while. Definitely looks a lot older, uh, but a lot more attractive than Paul Heyman ever was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. He was so – I keep sneezing. It's killing me. No, um, yeah, so they're both 49. But you thought Heyman was older with the bald head. Have you seen Shawn Michaels lately? He's also a little balding, too. Yeah, well, Heyman's had a bald head since, like, 1995. Yeah, Heyman has looked like an old man for quite a while. It's like, uh, oh, God, like William Regal. Like, he's way older than he is. Yeah, William Regal's, like, 40, and he, he's looked like he's, like, 60 or 50 since he was, like, first in WCW. Absolutely. So yeah. Anyway, so uh, where are we? <laughs> Retrospective pay-per-view. Fully loaded. Fully loaded in your house. So we don't really mention that that much anymore. Um, yes. Taking place July 26, 1998, in Fresno, California. Wow, they, they, they really like to hang out in California at that point. California's not a bad place, you know, considering that the fact that they're like, it's like, you know, 9 o'clock at your place, but it's 6 o'clock here, and the sun is still out, and we're having fine. We're doing fine here, so good place to do a pay-per-view. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no, 
no issues there. It's just like they really just hung out on the West Coast for all the big pay-per-views, it seemed like. Yeah. Except SummerSlam, the one after this, they went to uh, Madison Square Garden. They but. did go to MSG. Good choice. Anyway, um, first up, we have Val Venus defeating Jeff Jarrett with Tennessee Lee in a regular singles match. They really didn't know what to do with Jared, did they? They really did, and Jared just goes from like fighting the Undertaker to fighting Ken Shamrock, I think, if I remember correctly. Oh, I, mean, I thought he fought Shamrock before this. He did, but you know, now he's fighting Valvinus, like his enhancement talent now. Um, it seems that way. I mean. It... Let's talk about the match itself. What'd you think? The match itself was fine. I mean, it was it was decent. I mean, Val Venus had just been around like a little while at yeah. this point, but but you know, I was just too distracted with the crappy commentary from Yamaguchi Son. Oh god, Yamaguchi Son number one. It's like tomorrow on Raw, he'll know the Kai and Tai way. Oh my wife, he never sleep with her. Oh my god. Like, like, why are you defending her if she slept with him? That clearly that makes her uh, not. I mean, it makes her promiscuous, correct? Um, uh, I think the there she was. She did a f- adult film with Val Venus, and you were we're definitely in the attitude era. We're talking about like this guy's gimmick is that he has sex, and people tape it, and then distribute it for money. So yeah, that we're man. So anyway, if I may rant about Sean Morley for a second. Uh, yeah, go for it. All right. And I think this is probably maybe our next top five list. But yeah. uh, honestly, he was a great wrestler, good on the mic, very decent in the ring. Um, you know, I think if he had a better gimmick, he would definitely last a lot longer. But <laughs> fortunately, he had – was that – Sorry, you said lasted a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, geez, now you really wrecked my train of thought here. Uh, and I, and no. I think I'm trained. Um, anyway, but yeah, he's one of those guys who just you just got a really crappy gimmick at the wrong time. I, I bet the actually right time because he did get the IC cha- championship belt and blew the tag team belts too later on. He was a European champ. Like he was, uh, I think he was Intercontinental and European champ at the same time. Wow. So the guy's definitely got wrestling skills. He's definitely got mic skills. But man, he just got such a crappy gimmick. He just couldn't get over that. And to me. That's kind of sad, and honestly, he goes my list of guys who shouldn't should have gotten better. Well, I don't know. Like he tried. I mean, when they made him Bischoff Stooge when he was uh, what Sean Morley? Yeah, Chief Morley. As, yeah, Chief Morley. Like he was. It was a stooge, and then he just came back as Val Venus, and everyone was like, yeah. Yeah, okay. whatever. Anyway, speaking of, uh, well, whatever, uh, we have D'Lo Brown, def- uh, then the European Championship, champion, but not for the championship, defeated Xbox with China. Eh, this is okay. No, you remember like, the video. I, I, I sent, you know, our good buddy here, uh, Turnbuckle, a video of China blow blows. She definitely loves her some low blows, and I think we're actually going to put that video in the comments. You um, should, you should, because my God, it's uh, that's all she ever does, especially in the later match coming up. But my God, like I feel like first off, D'Lo Brown beat Triple H for the European title like the, the previous Monday on Raw, yeah. which is a little surprising in and of itself considering it's Triple H. But um, but I mean, it, his match with X Pac wasn't too bad because X Pac is a good wrestler; he can go with anybody. I just. Uh, I don't know, like the whole deal around thing with the chest play they use as a weapon. Like I was didn't really care for that. Yeah, D'Lo Brown was another guy who I think had more potential than he lived up to. So, yeah, the chest plate I thought was kind of stupid. Um, I don't know if it actually what it was made of that really hurt in real life. Otherwise, it's, it just seemed kind of ridiculous. But, yeah, good European champion, D'Lo Brown. Anyway, yeah. next up we have Farouk and Too Cold Scorpio. can't believe these. Well, Too Cold Scorpio is still around. Or, actually, in this case, Flash Funk. Uh, defeated Terry Funk and Justin Bradshaw in a tag team match. Yeah, there's a lot of things about this thing that bothered me. First, like, Funk saying, like, uh, he's basically mean, like, I keep getting my butt kicked by all the wrestlers in the whole wrestling federation, so I'm going to take six months off. And then Bradshaw's like, what the hell are you talking about? And then, of course, who's the one that loses the match? Terry Funk. And then Bradshaw turns heel and whoops his ass. Like, but we I can't dismiss the fact that Scorpio and Farouk actually look pretty good together. But they didn't go anywhere with that team at all. Nope, they decided to make the Acolytes as soon afterwards with um, Farouk and uh, Bradshaw teaming up. So, go oh, figure. But, but I like how they called him Scorpio during the match. I'm like, 
you know, this is that period, but like when he was in ECW for a hot minute after Flash Funk and then came back and they're like, oh yeah, we'll just call him Scorpio now. Yeah, why not? People won't get confused. Uh, next up, we have the worst match I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Mark Henry defeated Vader. Uh, yeah. What'd you think, man? It's not the worst match ever, though. Yeah, it's probably not. No, it's not the worst match, but man, Mark Henry Raw is really bad to see. And Vader, God bless him, his, I think it was his last match on pay-per-view in the WWF. And uh, he was just like, yeah, I'm going to lose to who? All right, whatever. Cut my paycheck. Yeah, like I said, and I told you this before, it reminded me a lot of his match with uh, Mark Henry's match with Ryback at WrestleMania 29. It's where it's like two big guys get in the ring, and it's just a bunch of like you know stiff shots and really slow paced action, and you just didn't care. Like Vader was still really over, but they just jobbed him out. They really didn't know what to do with him at that point. They're like, "We got you over as a face. Now don't feud with anybody." Yeah, and I mean, did this really do anything for Mark Henry? Um, it made him more legit, I guess. Um, assume the guy's still a rookie. But yeah. yeah, to me it didn't really do much. I mean, right in retrospective, he's still he's not as bad as he was then, but that's not saying that much. He's still pretty horrible. But like real quick, who who had it worse during that time, Kane or Mark Henry? Oh, um, Mark Henry, easily Mark Henry. Yeah, well, because uh, May Young and give him birth to the hand and sleep on the transvestite. Sexual chocolate, man. That's all I gotta say. Sexual chocolate. And, and pertaining to like think that China was attractive. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. he really got some shitty, shitty uh, storylines, didn't he? That's why he's still around today. They felt bad. Yep, they felt really bad for him. This is. Oh my goodness. Now, thanks for bringing all that stuff up that I remember now. Thanks, thanks. I repressed it all. Sorry. Yeah, you know, I, I, I peeled back the band-aid. The wound is still fresh. Oh, jeez. Anyway, uh, where am I? Uh, next up, we have another match I don't care about. It's the Disciples of Apocalypse, Eight Ball and Skull. Oh, man. These guys are still around at this point. They, I think they're finally realized that Crush is no longer around. Uh, defeated LOD 2000, Hawk and Animal. Oh, my God. I... I guess I must have fell asleep in this match. I don't even remember that match happening. Yeah, it's it's forgettable, and we can just move on. Next up, we have actually what I thought was one of the more interesting matches in a while. Uh, Owen Hart defeated Ken Shamrock in a submission match fighting in the dungeon underneath a Hart household. How much did they pay the Hearts to do this? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Um, I'm guessing they probably didn't even do this in the Hearts. Well, they might have done it in the actual dungeon itself. I've never seen pictures of it outside of this. I don't um, see how they could have. Like, like did the family just, you know, completely hate Brett at that point? Like, what the hell? I, you know, I never really got the... Um, the opinion of what Stu and Holland thought about the Montreal Screwjob, and they probably thought, you know, this is helping up our son doing this match here, so, you know, it's just business, so we really have no obligation either way. I, but you, I, I mean, I guess you don't want to play faders, but with the way they, they screwed over Brett, I don't know if I'd want them in my house. Yeah. Like, like, have it in the backyard, for Christ's sake. <laughs> what are you guys doing over there? Stop fighting in my backyard. Just have a trampoline match. I don't care. But, my God, like, I mean, it was decent stuff. I've never seen so many people, uh, so many times that somebody got slammed into a wall. Oh, my God. It, it, you know, honestly, I don't think they're pulling any punches in this match. I think this is, like, this is all for real. And it was freaking brutal. Huh. So, I, I think, well, there was one part where we saw Owen, like, like in the corner and, like, Shamrock kicking him. I thought that part looked like the most fake of all of it. Well, but. I don't see how they could have thrown those guys into the wall and like not like uh, you know brought down the impacts because man, it, it was just freaking brutal. Well, they had to make it look legit. If the guys went through the wall, like those tissue paper walls that they always use, it would look people would just crap on the match altogether. Yeah, but then again, uh, honestly, Ken Shamrock, honestly, goodness, real t- uh, real life tough guy, Owen Hart. Also, real life tough guy, in my opinion. So, didn't this lead to what was it? Um, uh, an octagon match. Uh, Lions Den match next month on uh, Summer uh, SummerSlam, which I thought was really damn good. Yeah, like I mean, like those guys really delivered. The thing is, like both guys were trained in the the dungeon anyway, because like Ken Shamrock had some training there. Did he? That's right, he yeah. did, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah, go figure. Anyway, so probably 
I would say match of the night, but that's just my own opinion. I don't know. It was a little short. On on my, I think the next one was probably a little better just because of the drama involved. All right. Well, we have The Rock, Intercontinental Champion, defeated Triple H with China in her low blow to a time limit draw in a 30-man two out of three falls for the WWF Intercontinental Championship. I don't know how Triple H was so over when the fact that he needed China to get his wins. That's heel stuff, but he was over, like ridiculously over. Uh, two words for you, man. Uh, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so uh, honestly, that, that gimmick, swear to goodness, was stupid popular. Uh, yeah. And their, their feud with the uh, the nation was huge. I know, but I, I get made, it made Triple H look like a... Like, Look weak to me, like because he needed China to fight all his battles for him. Yeah, that that's uh, no no arguments there. Um, definitely had plenty of outside interference with China, but then again, at this point, they're fighting the nation, and they always had tons of inter- outside interference. Like almost everybody in DX and the nation got involved in this match to some degree or another. So he needed like extra insurance. And I know it leads to the, I guess, still talked about ladder match at some time for the belt, but. Like, they delivered. Like, those are, like, two guys, future champs, in their prime. Like, the match itself was really good. The only part I didn't like was the whole one-minute dress period that they kept talking about. Like, that, that was incredibly lame. I mean, yeah, they needed some time to, like, get together considering, you know, The Rock cheated in his first fall and then China low-blow and DDT'd Rock on a chair. Yeah. I don't know. I just – the match itself I thought was really good. I, I would I would put his match tonight just because it, it went to that drop time limit, and then you know it ended as a tie, so the Rock technically walked away with the belt. Yeah, uh, definitely a great match. Um, I did like the the dual two out of three falls. Um, both these guys were definitely uh, very into it the entire time. At the end of the match, they they looked like they were fighting you know a, a two out of three falls match, definitely beaten up. Um, it, the only problem with it was it ended in a time draw, which is lame for the out, the, the crowd. The crowd there must have been really pissed off they had that kind of ending. So yeah. Um. So next up, not really a match, but a segment. Uh, Sable pretty much flashes her boobies, covered with paint, in a bikini contest, quote unquote. Yeah. Jacqueline. I, don't, I, I guess I don't really remember the whole McMahon-Sable angle at that point. Like, But don't get me wrong. You don't, it, it, even to this day, you can still enjoy that. Because, like, Jacqueline looked fantastic. Oh, I mean, yeah, she looked pretty damn good. There was fantastic side boob shots on, on her. It was yeah. ridiculous. And the Sable thing, like... You can even when she walked to the ring, like the like the low cut shirt and like the slits on the side, like she looked fantastic. It was great. And then the, the whole you know finger like the hand prints or whatever on the boobs, like I mean you can still see everything, but it was it was fantastic. Yeah, was no no complaints there at all. Um, and we're just just coming up the ice the, the tip of the iceberg of how smutty the WWF is going to get pretty soon. Well, if you watched it on the network, they had they uh, blurred out the Jackie Nip slip. So oh, did they? Yeah, they did. Oh, I right, totally missed right. that. Well, um, this also leads to SummerSlam, if I'm not mistaken, Edge's first match. Who? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so we come up to our main event. By the way, Brian. Yes, yes. Where's the Undertaker? Oh my God! He finally showed up for <laughs> like 20 minutes before the match. Where is the Undertaker? Yeah, you know, here's a problem I have with this whole thing. Like, so he's like the like the Lord of Darkness, you know, the Dead Man, and all that shit, right? Right. So you look at him, and they show him walking in, and he looks like he just got off his bike. And like, to me, like, yeah, he looks like a badass, but it takes away from his gimmick to me because he's not wearing his freaking, you know, dead man attire. Yeah, definitely takes away from it. Um, again, attitude error. They're trying to do different stuff, so they had to look different. Um, and yeah, I mean, if anything, like, he shows up like 15 minutes and 15 minutes later, he's all in his ring gear and everything like that. I'm like, it takes longer than that to get ready. This is all pre-taped stuff. But anyway, so we have Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Undertaker to. Kane and Mankind uh, for the WWF Tag Team Championships. This doesn't last long. No, it, it doesn't. It, it goes away pretty fast, but there is building up to you the next pay-per-view. That's what the whole pay-per-view feels like. There is building it up to the next pay-per-view. I feel like that one Survivor Series that led up to this Tuesday in Texas, <laughs> but... Uh... 
No, I mean, it was good. Like, you could tell that they played it really well because you, you were like, you didn't really know where Undertaker's, you know, allegiance was. And then it like they played it so well that you thought even during the match that Undertaker was still siding with Mankind and, and Kane. And then at the end, Chokeslam and Tombstone, and they're the tag team champions. Like, it wasn't a bad match. No, I definitely wouldn't say it was a bad match at all. I think they did their, their, their best um, from the time they had. The whole drama of whether Austin and Undertaker would explode uh, definitely was well played up. So, no problems. No problems with it at all. I think it was uh, probably one of the better matches of the night and probably one of the most built, better built-up ones, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it was really good. I mean, considering, and by the way, mankind just always just takes an ass whip in every match. Pretty much, yeah. That's that's what he was known for, man. No wonder his career ended very very shortly after, like a year and a half, whatever. <laughs> but it was terrible. I mean, was, I guess overall. I, I still give it a B. I, I don't have anything that in the A range for this. Um, there was like three good matches in this entire card, maybe four matches. Um, nothing really horrible except for Mankind, or actually Mark Henry versus Vader. Yeah, I'd say B or B minus is probably the best I would give it. Yeah, I mean, no issues there. Yeah. I mean, but it leads into SummerSlam, the highway to hell, as they already started mentioning oh, during man. the main event. I think this was when pretty much I stopped, started watching like WWF as like my main one because it was just so much better than that what WCW was doing at this point. I mean, they had yeah. Goldberg, but I mean, really, who the hell cares about Goldberg? Yeah, well, around this time, I mean, they, they even though Goldberg had the belt, they made him look stupid because it's all about Hogan and Rodman against Malone and DDP. Oh God! Or is this um? When uh, freaking Eric Bischoff and Hogan tipped off against, oh man, that's the next month. Uh, Road oh. Walk. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty bad. Not not a big fan of it. I gotta be honest with you there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, um, so do you have any more trivia for me, or should we go to our next phase? Uh, well, Let's see. Um, here's a really stupid one. Then um, this guy's probably on one of our lists, but Undertaker says he wrestled a guy who, during one of his matches, crapped his pants. Uh, yes, that would be uh, Psycho Sid. Everybody knows that one. Oh, you don't? Yeah, and it's more of an urban legend than an actual, like, you know, confirmed, like, you know, he actually crapped his pants. So I've had various versions of the story. Um, now, I do know that one wrestler who crapped underneath the ring. I did not know that. All right, let me, uh, okay. So let me give you some trends here. Uh, he's with the NWO. Um, what, Vincent? Uh, no, but he was with WWF at some point. Crush? No. Forget he was with the NWO anyway. Uh, I mean, how many were in the NWO? Oh, God, I mean, yeah, that's that's a fair point. But uh, the, the story was that, remember how during when when the warrior came back to WCW or came to WCW um, he had that one segment where the lights went out and then went back on he had like all the NWO in the ring like knocked out yeah well they're all hiding underneath the ring right mm-hmm. and they have a bucket there in case you need to do your business and yeah. most people just you know had to do number one or held it in but one of them did a number two and nice. like the number two I'd like to call the perfect poop so I said, I said Carhenny. No, did you? Oh, I missed that. Dang. You know, you know, you know how hard it must have been to like, you know, take all the stuff that he's like, like smuggled into a singlet at the same time, like, and then maneuver to poop in a bucket. That's impressive. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, the fact that he probably didn't need toilet paper. Um, I can't believe I actually remember that story. But yeah, um, speaking of pooping in rings. Oh man. Anyway, well, speaking of crap, we have our top five. I put longest, worst long-term performers ever. Well, would you please describe what you were looking for with this? Well, it's it's kind of a very specific list, what I'm looking for here. Guys who were around for a relative long time. So I'm thinking between, you know, five to ten years or so. Mm-hmm. 
uh, either with, with, with the same company for a long time, longer than they should have been, uh, or um, went to various co- one company to another, so keeping very long. Um, so, yeah, it's very specific. I mean, I'm going to go with guys who were terrible in the ring, uh, terrible on the mic. Um, and the only thing they had going for them, and looking back at the list, is that a lot of them had a good look to them. And that mm-hmm. visually, you're looking at them, that they look cool, and then they, they start wrestling, and they look awful. Well, uh, would you like to kick it off? Uh, sure, it's my list. So I'm going to start with, you know, usually I go with somebody who is new. Um, and I had a lot of people in contention for this list, too. So if you're not in the top five, consider yourself to be lucky, but you're still on my radar. Uh, I'm going to go with Batista. What? Oh, that's fine. Or um, Bautista. Well, unfortunately, his his last run he made with the WWE was god freaking awful. Um, he couldn't wrestle. He couldn't be on the mic. They tried to push him as a face, and it bombed in their faces. Um, it was just terrible. He he looked horrible. He looked winded. His mic skills were just you know god awful. Um, and yeah, the whole thing just just looked bad. And looking back at him, I was never a Batista fan because yeah, he couldn't wrestle on the ring. You know, except for doing a few power moves here and there. Um, he was never great in the mic either. And again, he had a great look to him, but that was about it. Well, let's keep in mind that he's injured quite a few people. I mean, he broke John Cena's freaking neck. Oof. I mean, as much as I didn't want Cena to wrestle, you don't want to do get hurt like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, nobody deserves a broken neck. It freaking hurts. No, like... In, yeah, in, in his defense, the only thing no. I can say defense is he probably would have been cheered if he had come back any other time than when they were constantly screwing Daniel Bryan. Yeah, honestly, the, the, the Royal Rumble of this year was probably the worst time to come back for any wrestler. Yeah, unless Bryan was winning the Royal Rumble, anybody who would have won would have been crapped on. Even CM Punk, if he had won, <laughs> he would have been vilified, even though he quit the next day. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just completely got off. Like, I mean, he needed that push. I mean, they needed a newer guy to be over like that. But man, Batista was just garbage. But I, I gotta admit, though, I loved him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he didn't really say much, which is good. No, is- no, he didn't say much. What he said it was first freaking hilarious too. So, uh, Dave Batista, if you're out there listening to this, which I really doubt you are, uh, stay acting and don't go back to wrestling, please. You know, they, they made his lines so cut and dry because he really didn't understand, like, if somebody was being sarcastic with him. Anyway. Yeah. All right, so, you know, going along those lines uh, for what you said, my number five is Mark Henry. Ooh. I know, right? He should be higher, but holy crap. Dude's been around for, like, 20 years. Um, if he hasn't already injured enough people, which I can't number put a number on it, but I know he has. Um, dude's completely stiff, slow, just god-awful on the mic, just hasn't, you know, like, his his moves are very limited, and he just, he just flat-out sucks. Like, I've never, I've never seen him at any point where I was like, oh, this is new and original, this is great. Like, he's always sucked. I, I just... And like, and they always, and they like, they just like, you know, bring him back every couple of years, like this giant monster, and then job him out. He goes away, and then cycle, rinse, repeat. It just gets old. Like, go away. Yeah, I do like his uh, his music though. Um, what sexual chocolate? Or? No, 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 no. His his other music, the one that's not sexual chocolate. Uh, I mean, sexual chocolate music. Was that's fun. a great. Actually, the sexual chocolate I think is pretty good, but uh, uh, the beat him up music, I think that's. Yeah, no, I mean, he's got, like, the Hall of Pain. And, oh, yeah, and, the Hall of Pain. Yeah, I mean, the, the gimmick, I think, is does, definitely doesn't hurt him, but, yeah, he is boring as hell. And can you imagine, like, when, he, when they had, like, the, that run on SmackDown where it was just, like, the big guys had the belt, like, Big Show, Mark Henry, and Kane? That's what made SmackDown unwatchable. Good Lord. Yeah. Anyway, so, my number four. Yes. If you don't mind. Um, Sid Yudi. A.K.A. Psycho Sid, A.K.A. Sid Vicious, A.K.A. Sid Justice. No matter what the name, always terrible on the mic and god-awful in the ring. I mean, can we mention that he tried to attack Arn Anderson with scissors? Yeah, 
but that's well, we're, we're talking about in-ring stuff here. I mean, honestly, attacking a, a wrestling a legend, uh, legend, uh, yeah, legend like Arn Anderson is always a bad idea, no matter who you are. Um, but yeah, he just he was just god awful. Um, he was incoherent uh, on the microphone, just babbling a bunch of crap out. Um, oh god! Can you give a good Sid? Do you have a good Sid? Uh, do I have a good Sid? It's like I want you to know that I rule the world. I will kill you, Hogan, and I'm the best in the world. I can imagine, like you know, use car dealer Sid. You'll get a good deal for this right now. Pretty oh, much, yeah. like. Holy smokes! Or, or like, like you know, like the person in the auditorium who tries to get the kids to quiet down, and then you can't hear what he's trying to say. <laughs> like, quiet! We have a great show today. Like, he's just yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't get, jump in your thing, but he, yeah, he was god awful. Yeah, and, he, 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 he kept getting good matches. Like, like he fought Hogan at WrestleMania. Like, what the hell? Honestly, again, he had a great look to him. He looks like freaking Hulk Hogan Jr. He's, he's jacked, at least at the time. Had the blonde mullets, uh, you know, look good. But you know, and, and then he, yeah, he main evented WrestleMania twice, twice. Um, yeah. And yeah. you know, of course, Wikipedia mentions that he had both the WCW World Championship twice during bad years of their company, uh, and had the WWF Championship twice during bad years of their company. So yeah, he's kind of the desperation guy, where it's like you don't know what to do. You might as well put the belt on him, see what happens. He was injured a lot too. Yeah, he was. Uh, alright, um, number four for me, sir, uh, Van Hammer. Ooh, interesting <laughs> choice. Because, <laughs> I mean, I saw, we, we saw the, uh, Halloween Havoc last week, and then, like, you just, like, in 91, you're like, I didn't know that guy had a job. I mean, you fast forward, like, seven, eight years when Raven's Flock is going on, you're like, how does he still have a job? Like, there's no, like, no way, like, his matches were always short. Like his gimmick sucked because he like he you know pretended to like air guitar and actual guitar. <laughs> he, he air guitar and actual guitar. Yes, that's that's probably the best way to put it. Like he had like horrible looking. It's like his hair was stupid. Like his outfit was dumb. He couldn't speak a lick, but he just kept getting pushed. For no reason. He was horrible. Well, he was a good supporting member of Raven's Flock. In fact, most members of Raven's Flock was probably the best thing that ever happened to them. Yeah. I mean, like, except for, like, Saturn and Kidman. But that's oh, yeah, good. Saturn. Yeah, oh, man, Saturn. Saturn was great. I, I, no problems at all with Saturn. But, I mean, Love Van Hammer was just god-awful. Like, he, he may, he, he's, like, up there with Kiss Demon, and the Kiss Demon was around for, like, a cup of coffee. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. So, uh, next up, um, I'm going to go with probably somebody on your list. I mean, this guy is, is an easy, easy pick. He's like the layup of picks for bad workers who have been around forever. Can you guess who I'm thinking of? Great Khali. No, no. No, good choice, though. I, I decided not to go with... with with the big guys like Greg Cully definitely honorable mention he sucks uh, Giant Gonzalez honorable mention he just sucks um, but this guy is somebody who was around for quite a long time longer than he should have been um, and that's Ooh. Ed Leslie oh I oh I was about to say Bob Holly, but ooh that, that also another honorable mention too um, but yeah, Ed Leslie, um, aka Bar- Bruce Barbeefcake, aka the Booty Man, aka the Disciple, aka a billion other freaking gimmicks that can't even mention. Um, and he always shows up in our list too. But man, he was pretty bad on the mic, uh, pretty boring in the ring. Kept on getting work because of his friendship with Hogan. Mm-hmm. And man, he just looked freaking awful. I mean, I can't, I can't describe enough how, how horrible a wrestler this guy is, but, uh, man, pretty pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Alright, I had another one that I wanted to use, but he didn't really have your criteria, but I'm going to go with it anyways. Alright. It's along the lines of a, a Hogan crony, and it's Zeus. Zeus? The guy's yeah. in, like, two matches. That's the point. And they're all because of, like, Hogan. Um, okay, maybe we don't use that one. Alright. Okay, 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 okay. Here's here's another... This one, you may or may not completely agree with, but... Oh, my God. I'm, I'm brain farting right now. I'm sorry. Like... Okay. Alright, okay, I got it. It's actually a tag team. 
All right. An LOD. Ooh. Tell me, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, in their early days, they 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 were always got big pops and were entertaining, but you can't tell me that they were like always super stiff in the ring. Like they they've hurt people on more than one occasion. They, they all they are is just big guys, like big strong guys, and they just try to show off their power. But when did they ever have something where you're like, oh, that was great? It's always the same stuff, and it's boring. Like, I've, I've never been that impressed with LOD's work at any time in any company whatsoever. Wow. Uh, definitely that's me a pick. I mean, maybe the later LOD got really bad, but, man, early LOD slash Ward, Road Warriors, those guys are great, man. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. Well, I mean, like, okay, so they, they won the t- uh, tag titles in WWF, and then what? Uh, lose to IRS and DBI, seeing they have to come back with a freaking... Uh, Ventriloquist or something? That looks so horrible. Paul Erling, or Erling, whatever you want to call him, yeah, he is... I gotta admit, he's probably the worst. But, uh, truth be told, um, definitely not as often LOD as you are. But then again, make a fair point. What you got, sir? All right, so my number two, and this is also somebody you might be shocked by, another Hogan crony. And you're probably not going to agree with this. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Nah, I'm, all, I'm on board. Yeah. He had one gimmick, and that he was a pro-American retard, if I may use that term. Hello. Oh, good gimmick. But then again, his matches were dull. Um, he only did, like, what? Uh, shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, clothesline. Sounds like Ultimate Warrior. Pretty much. Um, except he did it with a beard. Um, there you go. And the fact that he not only continued this in WWF for God knows how many years. It was probably a good, what, five years or so he had the... Oh, he was there, uh, like, through 93, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then he continued in WCW well into the late 90s, um, well after his gimmick had run his course. So definitely not, you know, again, the push he was before. Um, yeah. But still, and the guy is just, just not looking good. I felt bad. I was, I was happy to see him back because he did battle through cancer yeah. while in WCW. But let's not forget that Hogan had enough stroke in the company that Steve Austin lost the U.S. title to Duggan in like 18 seconds. Yeah. That's pretty Pretty weak, brother. That's pretty weak. Yeah, freaking ridiculous. Um... But yeah, King Duggan is not a good choice. I mean, I, I agree with you. It's terrible. It's terrible. Now I remember he was King Duggan. That's yeah, not so bad. So we're at number two now, right? We are at number dose. Who is your number two worst offender of all time? Ahmed Johnson. Ooh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, what was he ever good at besides getting hurt? Um, He was not an angry black person for most of his life. He was in the nation for like two minutes before they kicked him back out. Yeah, he got injured again. And then he was part of the Harlem Heat when they feuded with, uh, what, G.I. Bro or Booker because they didn't want Booker T in the name or something. Yeah, it was... But, like, I mean, he, he was never that good on the mic. I mean, he's the only reason I really think he was over initially is because he kept tagging with Shawn Michaels during his hot period. And, I mean, after that, when he went on to stuff with the nation, he couldn't stay healthy. And then he would come back... And he just sucked. Like, the dude didn't have a whole lot of moves. Once he came back from that injury, done. And, like, terrible on the mic, terrible in the ring. But he just kept getting opportunities in both companies, and it just drove me nuts. Like, I was did not care for Ahmed Johnson whatsoever. Wow. Is that a surprise for a, a list there? Um, No, you've also run down Ahmed quite a bit. So, yeah, not not completely out of uh, out of league for you. Well, well, not even out of me. I mean, was that is, is that a wrestler you would agree with? Um, I don't think he was around as long um, as other guys in my list uh, or your lists. But yeah, I mean, he definitely a good choice though, uh, in terms of a bad worker and, and bad um, bad performer. So no, yeah. no total agreement, total uh, or disagreement there. As usual, I respect your opinion, sir. Please, and your, your next one, sir. Uh, okay, this one is definitely pretty obvious because I've run him down so many times before. Probably my least favorite wrestler of all time. Can you guess who that is? Oh, God. It's, so it's not Kali. You already mentioned Batista. Uh, it, mm, crush? No, he was also my honorable mentions, too. 
Oh, man, I'm completely blanking unless it's, like, Glacier, but he wasn't... I mean, okay, he wasn't a good wrestler. He just kicked just a bunch of kids. <laughs> so I, I'm blanking. I'm sorry. All right. Well, it's Scott Steiner. Oh, God, that's a good one. Damn. Yeah. Um, he may have been okay early on in his career where he wasn't so bulked up, and he teamed with his brother, and they, they made a decent tag team, but, man... Horrible on the mic. Horrible look to him. I mean, honestly, like the whole goatee slash bleach blonde crap. What was that? It looked it looked better than when he had like the, you know like the thick flowing hair and the jacked up muscles and all that. Yeah, but still, he just he looked horrible. It was just terrible on the mic. Didn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, it just it was such a roid fest. All he could do was again it, it, clothesline, clothesline, maybe a power move. That's all he could do. Uh, he just—I I never saw what appealed to him, appealed about him, and uh, was never a big fan. And he kept on getting work. He was—he, you know, of course, was in WCW, then in WWF, and then back to WCW, where he got some push. I don't know why. Uh, back to WWF. I don't know why they rehired him, and then he was in TNA for forever. So, oh man, just just a horrible, horrible guy. Two things about him. One thing, like, he was so bad on the mic, it was actually entertaining. Like, when he came out and said uh, that, that DDP's wife, Kimberly, was mesmerized by him, like, you just couldn't watch that and not just start laughing your ass off. Like, he, he fumbled his words so much that it was, it was actually very funny to me. I was entertained by So that. bad it's good. Yeah, I know. Like, he, he was so, like, he was never going to be a good mic guy, but he was so bad it was great. And then, like, when he came back, like, he, he would have had a good chance in the WWE if it wasn't for the fact that he damn near, like, you know, injured Triple H in their in their title matches. Like, you don't come into the company, wrestle the top guy, hurt the guy, and expect to maintain a top spot. No. True, true that. Oh, and he's actually on another list of top guys with, like, ridiculously stupid chest tattoos. Like, did you ever see that, like, that, the, the dagger he had on his freaking, like, you know, abs or whatever? Uh, I, let me remind myself here. Scott Steiner tattoo. It was like his DNA days, but he had a really god-awful looking, like, chest tattoo or something. Um, I think these are all fake. I'm hoping that's fake. No. My god, that's horrible. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so, man, that is, uh, that, that's where it's at, sir. That is, um, yeah, there you go. Wow. Uh, All right. So, number one for me. Um, you may be surprised by this one. Um, I don't really know how we can defend the guy. Uh, it's Sandman. Ooh, also one of my honorable mentions, too. Yeah, like, okay, so he had a great entrance, you know, with the inner Sandman and all that. Yeah, and then, like, drinking the, uh, not even really drinking the beer, but, like, having to sit a swig of it. He smoked a cigarette coming down the ring, like, what other wrestler would do that? Yeah, I know, and then, like, he would smash the beer can over his head just to, you know, start busting himself open before the match. Good stuff, it was entertaining, but once you got in the ring... He couldn't wrestle worth a damn. Because he was already drunk and probably already wounded from the cigarette. Like, and he was in ECW, and then he was in WCW's Hardcore Hack, and then he came back when the new ECW kicked off. But never once did he put on, I, I guess, anything close to like a three-star wrestling match. Like, unless he had a kendo stick in his hand and beating the crap out of Tommy Dreamer, you didn't really have a Sandman match that you could, you know, hang your hat on at the end of the night. Nope, no arguments there, man. He is pretty horrible, and in fact, they consider him. Yeah, man, Sandman was just garbage. And without, what was your honorable mention? Uh, my honorable mentions were, uh, of course, Sandman, uh, Great Kali, obviously, um, Giant Gonzalez. Um, actually, I was almost going to go with Roman Reigns. Ooh. Yeah, um, but he's he's still seasoning and he's still got time to improve and I think he is improving too um, but yeah he's one of those guys who just like you need to get his work right up otherwise he's pretty bad but um, what about Ryback no I think Ryback's just got cursed with a bad gimmick and bad uh, booking if you ask me um, he's I like heel Ryback a lot better than I do like face Ryback I gotta admit that but 
no real complaints there. Cash gets more of a push as a face. I mean, it was the heel. He just jobbed the scene and then just went away. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. I'm trying to think of anything else. Like, you know, like the Godfather, maybe? Like, Yeah, he got... Well, yeah, he was around for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, um, Papa Chondo wasn't exactly, you know, the top wrestler in the company. No, no. <laughs> or, like, the Common Mustafa. Common Mustafa. Yeah, I mean, good good list, sir. Yeah, Very good. I think there's definitely both... When the fact we had two separate lists, too, didn't uh, ever cross over, I think that was pretty good, too. So, yes, good good job on our parts. Uh, next week, I believe it's actually your call for our top five, uh, temp, uh, top five list. Mm, mm, okay. Um... You know, I, I I hate to go back to you know to to wrestlers as far as like you know because we did that for a while but yeah. looking looking at how he was used on Raw I kind of want to give the guy a little bit of a break so I was looking to do top five Randy Orton matches hmm um, just just this just because there I think there's something there that we could pull out of the fire and be like, yeah, he wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely had some great matches. Um, I'll go with that. Um, mm. Or, or, how about this? How about this? Um, since we're, it, and I don't know we haven't said this so far, but uh, as far as next week's retro, did you want to do the 2009 or the 1990 Survivor Series? Um, let's do it back to 2009 because I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. All right, well then along those lines, well, let's do a little, it's going to be a little bit of research. This is the second oldest pay per view, but top five Survivor Series matches, not like title matches or singles matches, like top five Survivor Series. Oh, matches. five versus five matches. Okay, I'll give it that. Uh, I've always Survivor Series, if you ask me, has always got a special place in my heart because once it's close to my birthday. Uh, but also, you know, I, I like the whole idea of five or four men uh, teaming up against another group of men and then forming some kind of, you know, one night only stable to take on each other. But yeah, let's do uh, best Survivor Series traditional matches of all time. Well, we're good. All right, sir. All right, sounds good. And, uh, all right. Well, that's it for the week that we have. Yep, yep, have a great week. Now, let's also not forget that for fans who feel like we're not giving them enough love, keep in mind, after two weeks from now, there will be no more live TNA broadcast on Spike TV. That's a good that thing. Yeah, I mean, that company's just going down the tube. Oh, my goodness. There's a TNA mention for the day. Yeah. Anyway, so don't forget to like us, commentate, commentate, comment uh, underneath. Uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, the Wrestling Podcast, uh, at the Wrestling PC. Uh, and uh, DBJ Wrestling PC, I forget the whole Twitter yeah, thing. Yeah, DBJ Wrestling, I think it is. Uh, I think it's DBJ Wrestling right. PC. Oh, it's right, at PC, correct. Yeah, at DBJ Wrestling Pod PC. We never, we never give out Twitter enough. So, anyway, folks, have a great one. Thank you, Lisa. Thank <laughs> you.